You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Not So Newlywed podcast, where we are stripping the filter off of love. Not a fairy tale always, but it is love. Anyways, I was trying something new. Let me know how you like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but as usual, I'm Candice, and you can find me on all social media at Not So Newlywed PC. That is Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and as usual, I'm joined by my other half. London's dad, brilliant dummy, <laughs> anime guru, uh, the nigga that surprised me and let me rest for Mother's Day. I didn't have to lift a finger. You're welcome, so, by the way. Yeah, three hoes coming your way. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? It's Mike. Besides Candace nasty ass, um, we have a really good show. <laughs> lined up today. <laughs> it's episode eighteen. Oh yeah, episode eighteen. So yeah, episode uh, eighteen. Two more, and we'll be at twenty. So Word. that's a milestone. Yeah, yeah. For a bi-weekly, bi well, yeah, bi-weekly podcast. Yeah. So, uh, this episode is titled "Hi, Who Are You?" Right. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna be discussing the Aisha Curry uh, debacle and her sit down on. Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk. We're going to discuss identities outside of marriage and kids and insecurities that can come about in the marriage from a lack of identity outside of it. So, Mm. as you know, Aisha Curry set the internet ablaze last week. (laughs) Yeah. People's reactions, man. I don't know. The Curry women... Which includes Aisha, Steph's mom, Sadell, Steph's sister, and Seth's fiance. I don't know her name. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure uh, her name. Um, yeah. But we they sat down. It, we lazy, so. They sat down with Jada, her mom, and Willow, and they discussed what it's like coming from superstar athlete family. So a big part of the interview, well, the part that really got the internet's juices flowing was Aisha Curry saying that she um, at times feels insecure because she doesn't get the type of attention from the opposite sex that her husband Steph gets. And she says she just wants to know that she still has it after three children and being married since very young and building her own successful food and lifestyle uh, empire, uh, she just says that she does not like feeling invisible and nothing more than Stephen Curry's wife and a mother. Uh, While she has, like I said, built this food and lifestyle empire, which is valued at $20 million, uh, that's not money to sniggle at. That's a a businesswoman. Why? Right? So... Um, And on top of that, so she has the food and lifestyle stuff going where she has uh, uh, amazing cookware and JCPenney's and other places. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's had her own TV show. She's kind of been touted as like a 
black Rachel Ray, if, if we were to compare it. She's also a cover girl. Right. So somebody that's not a model, not a TV movie athlete, is a cover girl. How is that not an amazing accomplishment? And so many other things. She has, you know, health initiatives and things of that nature. So uh, I understand it. So on top of all of her accolades, uh, the other women at the table say that they have felt similar feelings. Her yeah. mom-in-law, Jada, said that she's felt the same way in terms of being so wrapped up in your marriage and your kids that you feel invisible um, otherwise. She also talked about how bold and brazen women are when it comes to how they interact with her husband, even in her face. They are flirtatious, you know, you know, teetering on crossing boundaries, um, <clears throat> and not just groupies, but also just everyday people. She told a story about how when their second daughter was a newborn and they were headed somewhere, when they pulled up, a lady opens their car door, sticks her head inside, like, let me see the baby. Aisha and Steph is like, yo, get the hell, close our fucking door, get out our car. And the lady tells Aisha, oh, honey, this is what you signed up for. <laughs> you right? So she says that a culmination of all those things um, have led to her being insecure at times and trying to figure out you know who she is aside from superstar Steph Curry's wife and some other three kids right um and so before we get into the actual reactions we'll just talk about like who am I right who am I and that's a big question to ask once you are married with kids because you start to t you take on a lot of roles at that point mm -hmm. before you could just be i'm your i'm i'm candace i'm an engineer i'm like it I'm, also has to do with like knowing yourself though like it's one of those it's, it's one of those things like you could struggle with this even before you're married i feel yeah. like or in a relationship you could struggle with a piece of this like you may know what you do um, you may know what you like, but that isn't always who you are. Like right. it doesn't make you who you are just by your job title or you know whatever the case may be. And and being in a relationship, you really do have to know who you are. Um, it's hard to tell someone that they need to, you know be this way to you because you know yourself if you don't know yourself like you can't tell someone what you like or what you know what you need as a person if you don't really know yourself yeah absolutely and I think so for her she and Steph have dated since they were 17 mm -hmm. so they've been together since they were 17 she's 30 now um, she has time. three she has three children by 30 She's married to a suit, a NBA powerhouse by right. 30. I can understand how one gets lost in that shuffle because you've spent your you spent a good part of your teen years, all of your 20s going into your 30s. Not tied down. I hate the term tied down because it's it seems, comes across as misery, mm -hmm. but in a relationship. At, you started out as somebody's girlfriend, went to their fiance, then their wife, 
now you have their three kids and in all of that <clears throat> when did you get to explore you right 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 and, and that's, that's kind of what your 20s is typically for it's like exploring yourself learning yourself um knowing what you can and can't do knowing what you like you know things of that nature and you kind of learn what you're looking for in a relationship and when you've just been in a relationship that whole time uh i i'm not gonna say it's a bad thing but it can stun your growth you know your self-growth not like yeah it can and and so also like this brings up another dynamic and um, we kind of segued into it perfectly. Mm-hmm. There's a there can be differences in marrying young versus marrying a little bit older in life. And when I say a little bit older, I don't mean like a senior citizen. You and I got married in our 30s. That's considered a little bit later in life because a lot of people tend to marry in their <clears throat> early to mid 20s. Right. Uh, we married in our early to mid 30s. Early 30s. Early 30s. Yeah, it was early 30s. And so. By the time we got together, I had had a chance to explore my life as a single woman, be in some shitty relationships and know what's what and what I need to be happy in a situation, Uh, establish my own career, do what I wanted to do without proximity to a man. Mm -hmm. Right. I wasn't tied to some to a man's worth while doing all of this. So. When we got together, I I knew who I was. I knew that I was sassy. I knew that I was fiercely independent. Knew that I was smart. I knew that what I was doing as a career is what I wanted to be doing. I knew the things that I liked and didn't like in a relationship. Right. Um, Even sexually, I had a chance to explore and, you you know, pick up a few miles along the way. But to see what it is that I needed as a woman to be happy... In a relationship. Um, so I do not sympathize because I don't, she doesn't need sympathy. No. I understand why she feels the way she feels because everything that I am doing now, she has done three times over and she is just 30 this year. Being married in her early 20s, having three kids by the time she's 30, having this blooming you know empire for what she loves to do i understand why she now is trying to figure out who she is and what she wants without proximity to just being steph curry's wife right and and i think that's where people kind of got like confused with her statement yeah it's like this didn't have anything to do with steph it didn't have anything to do with what he does or what he doesn't do. It it, it wasn't about Steph. Yeah, but it wasn't about his shortcomings. They made his. They made her emotions about, about him. Yeah. So I and even in that, that's like almost ironic in itself when she's telling us that she's, you know, feels invisible to Steph. She voices her emotions and they make it about Steph. Absolutely, and the funny part is. A lot of people hate to be honest and say that when it comes to women, marriage and children are often a cloak of invisibility on our true identities. Once you are married or once you have a man, Mm -hmm. once you start having kids, 
the two things that are above everything else about you is wife and mother. Right. Oh, yeah. When people see women, they don't say, how are you? How's the kids? How's the husband? You good? You know what I'm saying? It's that kind of thing. It's once you are married or in a long-term relationship, have kids with somebody, that is who people see. They see you as a partner slash wife and a mother. They no longer see all of the other things that you were before those titles. So it's very, very easy to get lost in that shuffle because everyday women lose themselves in relationships. It's very common. So when society continues to treat wife and motherhood as the pinnacle of womanly success, it creates deep insecurities in women, especially younger women that marry and have children young. Like it creates that because it's all people see of you, but you are so much more, but you don't know how to say that without coming across unhappy or bitter right like if somebody says how's your husband how's your kids how weird does it look where it says ask about me first i'm more than my husband and kids right it comes yes, that comes across comes as angry like, well, oh damn. oh shit bitch you unhappy what the <laughs> fuck bitch but yes they ain't okay <laughs> fuck them kids <laughs> 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 That that was that was like a huge takeaway, and then the realization that like one day, one day like there's one day when a lot of women wake up and don't really know who they are, and this happens when you're not married. Yeah. This can happen while you're single. One day you wake up, you don't really know who you are, what you are, and what you want and need without proximity to a man and kids. Because even before you get married and have kids, a lot of women, um, we've been programmed to do and become the best version of ourselves so that we could get a man. So that a man will marry us and put a few kids in us. And then we'll become this doting wife and mother. So when you wake up one day and you like, who am I if I'm not trying to get a man to notice me? Who am I aside from just a wife or a mother? Um, that's a hard pill to swallow. And like I said, you realize that you've gotten lost in the hustle and bustle of being, of tying yourself to a man. Right. And so I, like I said, I truly understood what Aisha was saying because um, I don't even think it was really that hard to understand because I understood what she was saying. But like, we, I even tweeted like this like this is a normal feeling that not just women have. Like men have this same feeling too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I how can I say this? I truly believe that it was hard for oh, this is gonna be so rude and I'm so sorry in advance. <laughs> Just based on on Facebook, I noticed that a lot of happily involved, happily married, or happily single or happily dating people understood what was being said. And a lot of the people who tend to have a negative, nasty, bitter outlook on relationships, marriage you know, women in general went above and beyond to be obtuse to what she was saying. And even a good example for me is, like I said, we we married in our early 30s. 
um, prior to us being married, when people would ask me how I was, how I was doing, they would ask about me, like, how are you doing? How is work? How is this? Mm-hmm. When we got married, I started to notice that it evolved into, hey, Candace, you know, how is London? You know, how is Mike? And then how are you? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not done purposely and I don't take it personal and I don't lash out. I answer the question, but I noticed once I got married, how quickly people tied me to being a wife and a mother versus me being just Candace mm-hmm. in general. And so a lot of people do that. And like I said, I don't think it's intentional, but they do it. And it look, could rub someone the wrong way. I can, it, I can see how that could rub you the wrong way if you're like, well, damn. Like, before this, like, we used to talk all the time. And you, like, would just be there for me, just as me. You know what I mean? And I guess it really depends on who it's coming from, too. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. So... We're almost done with this conversation, but we still have a little bit more to discuss. And before we do that, we're going to go ahead and take a short break and we'll finish up this conversation after the jump. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to round out this conversation about identities outside of a marriage and kids and such, so on and so forth. And so this last part of the conversation, we'll talk about how obtuse a lot of people were to the truth that Aisha shared about herself. And what I will say is that across all social media platforms, I saw a lot of men and women bashing her for her thoughts and her feelings, um, noting that, well, if a man says something similar in an interview, he would be canceled and this, that, and the third. And he would get the same backlash she was getting. She didn't get off easy. You know, the world tried to rip her to shreds. So to me, it just proved that this is a situation where men and women don't understand nuance, right? They right. went out of their way to imply things that she didn't say. She said, shoot, I just want to know. I still got it when I step out sometimes, too. And men and women took that. She want to fuck new dicks. She want niggas in her DMs <laughs> talking sexy to her. She want to do this. She want to do that. He ain't fucking her right. He ain't doing this. He ain't doing that. And the truth of the matter is, after having one kid... When I was getting back into the swing of things and baby blues and postpartum, like I was like, God damn, I've lost it. I ain't fine no more. I ain't this. And it wasn't even a matter because we was we was back. We was fucking fucking. And you was like, I love you. You know, you should be like, damn, you look pretty today. But to me, after going through, you know, a traumatic childbirth and experience and having Mm -hmm. to recover from a surgery and, and all these other things, 
um, I just felt like I had lost a little bit. You know, I didn't feel like I had the juice no more. But then I knew I then I snapped out of it and I knew I still had the juice because and it, and it's not even like sexual compliments. It was it's like, you know, you go somewhere. I'll go somewhere and I'll get like compliments on my nails. Like, wow, your nails is beautiful from a man. It's like, ooh, thank you. Oh, wow, that's a beautiful dress you got on. Oh, okay, thank you. Like, it was like stuff like that. It, it wasn't, I wasn't looking for niggas to be like, yo, let me take you home and fuck your brains out. <laughs> but it's just somebody recognizing that you are dope. It, it, everybody want to feel dope. That's, and that's one of the things that I was saying before. It's like, this isn't, this isn't something new to society. This isn't something new to men or women. Like, we've all wanted to be appreciated for being us or just feeling like, hey, I know that I am attractive to other people. And that, and not even just even looks like that. I'm attractive. I'm stylish. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm successful, I'm smart, I'm this, I'm that. It's not even all just lust. It's just of like course. recognizing. You want people to recognize that you are dope. Because we put a lot of effort into being good people. Being successful at the things we try our hands at. Being, you know, loving, being kind, being friendly. We take a lot of pride in all of that. So, I understood where she was coming from. And then you had, uh, I mean, to me, the huge issue was that she said these things publicly and it proves to me that a lot of people want the world to see them as perfect, even if it means suffering in silence. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people said. Well, okay. I can, I can understand why she may feel like that, but why she say that? Yeah. Why she say it on there? Yeah. Like she should be talking about that at home. Like, it's, I I don't, uh, for one, as I said, they they made those feelings about stuff. So, when you do that, and if you're looking at it like that, yeah, it could come off as disrespectful to stuff. If you're looking at it like that. But that's not how she meant it, nor is that how she said it. And nor is that how he took it. Right. Because he came forward in full support of his wife, in support of her feelings, her vulnerability, her strength, and he is currently headed to the Western Conference Finals. And he called y'all some bozos while doing it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, and to me, I and I said this to people who tried to debate this with me. I said, how do y'all know she and her husband had not had this conversation before and he had not done uplifted her and was like, babe, I understand, but you still that bitch. Know that. Then how do you? Could have told them that she was going to talk about that on well, the show. Well, and I and I told somebody else like the red table talk is not some impromptu thing where people just pull up on you and start talking. Nah. She knew the question she would be asked. Uh, she is a intelligent, grown titted woman. She knew what she was saying. She said it with intention. She said it so that other women in her position who feel the way that she feels understand this is normal, but. You got this. It happens to the best of us. And her husband knew what she was going to talk about. And they more than likely had this conversation. And nothing she said to me painted their marriage in a bad light. No, I I didn't get a negative light from anything that she said about their marriage. 
Yeah. For the most part, she wasn't discussing their marriage. No, she was discussing herself. Yes. And again, every men and women try to tie, like you said, her feelings, try to attach them to her husband. Yeah. Even when she's saying this is independent of Steph. Steph is a great husband, great provider, great father, great this and great that. But these are things that I deal with with us being and in she such... even called them insecurities yeah when you identify something as an insecurity you understand that this is something that i'm dealing with it's inside my head it's nowhere else like it i, I understand that this is something that just bothers me and it's something that i'm you know currently working on yeah but it's about me it's not about the marriage it's not about steph it's not about the kids it's not about them. You can be your own person while being in a marriage and having kids. Listen, I don't know if you would have said these things in your 20s, but in your 30s. Listen, let me tell you, I don't have to like coach Mike about this stuff. Like when we discuss the show topic, he sit down and get his thoughts together. And like, so I'm just hearing his thoughts on this for the first time. We hadn't really discussed this when it was happening Mm-mm. because I was like, we might as well talk about it on the show. So this is my first time hearing his thoughts on the situation and how he felt about the things that she said and how he felt about the backlash that she received. And it's moments like this where, well, I'm always proud and truly in love with who I married, but this is just reinforcing that I know that when I had these feelings myself and we worked through it, it was genuine. It wasn't, you know, some on the surface bullshit to get me to shut up. So, you know, I feel really good about your thoughts and feelings on this situation. And then it reminds me like just a like a little bit earlier in the show, you said that men have similar feelings. Yeah. And and listen, that was one of my key notes is that men do have similar feelings and it's because of patriarchy, because the cloak that society puts on men is you are a provider and you are a protector. Mm-hmm. When you are married and you have a family, that is your job. And how you feel outside of that is very often overlooked. All that matters is, can you bring home the bacon? And can you, can you punch somebody in the face if they fuck with your family? Mm-hmm. And we, and we see how that has, we see how that has taken like just, especially in the black community, we see how that has just changed like the mindset of, of just black men in general. It, it, like in our community, especially with the way that um, money is viewed in our communities, uh, having money, it's put it's put a big toll on a lot of the Emotional, men in our community. It, it has stunted a lot of black men emotionally being mm-hmm. told that they just need to oh. provide and protect. Oh. They don't have high emotional IQs. No. Um, they don't know how to have conversations about feelings and mental health. Um, and when they do try to have them, sometimes it just comes off as judgy or misogynistic. Right? Yeah. It makes me sad in a way because um, I think you miss a lot of growth and development by not unlearning those roles that were placed on us. Even when this is women and men, not just men, but women and men, 
when you don't unlearn that your sole purpose, your highest priority is to eventually become a wife and a mother or as a man your your biggest job and what you need to do always and nothing comes before it is providing and protecting for your wife and your family um you strip away people's humanity and once you take people's humanity away from them you cannot fully expect them to grow and evolve right i like you said i believe a lot of women feel the way that aisha has felt a lot of men have had similar feelings maybe for different reasons for different reasons and and i think some for the same reasons too niggas always want to see if they still got it or they may not even really be trying to cheat or anything like that but if they go to a club and get some eye contact they may flirt a little bit or something like that so this is not just this is not just a woman Dealing with insecurities. This is a human being dealing with insecurities. This is yeah. a feeling I know, that... I know a lot of men who go to bars and shit and see if they still got it once they washed up. Like, I mean, listen, if you was to go... If you was to go to Philly next weekend and kick it with Keith and y'all... And Keith, you Keith and Real and shout out to, to them. Shout out to Keith and Erica. Um, shout out to Real and his girl. But if you go to Philly and you... And y'all, y'all niggas, y'all go out to a bar... I'm like, y'all probably gonna buy a bitch a drink and she probably gonna tee hee and you're gonna be like, I'm cool, I'm good, love, enjoy, and all that kind of shit. Like, it's just the nature of the beast. This people are social, people like attention. Right. And you know, even if you aren't attention hungry, when you are in social settings, you like the attention. Yeah. I don't want to be in the club and like, you know, a nigga too don't be like, what's good, ma? Oh, yeah. Ain't nothing. I got a man. Oh, all right. Let me know if that nigga ain't treating you right. Tee hee and walk away, right? Ain't that how the shit go? Am I lying? That's how I go. What's good, my Nothing. Let me, I buy you a drink. I'm good. I got a man. Oh, all right. Let me know if that nigga ain't treating you right. Boy, you silly. <laughs> right? Am I lying? No, things like that happen. And and it's in that nature. So, like you said, I don't think this is a only men, only women. You know, you not happy in your relationship if you feel the way she feels or this, that, and the third. I know that to be a lie. I do. Like like we just said, you know, it's cool to know you still got it. Like the other day, I was getting my nails done and my nail tech. Hey, Marcos, because he listens. That's what's funny. He was like, I listen to your podcast. I love it. And so he listens and he like, what you're doing is so cool. And Marcos is Mexican. Marcos is gay. He's cute as he could be. He was like, I saw your wedding pictures. Oh, my God. You and your husband is such a cute couple. And I was like, oh, like, and I was like, ooh, we is a cute couple. Right. <laughs> like, it wasn't no, no trying to be strange shit, but it's good to know that people acknowledge you or in in a positive manner because nobody just wants to be acknowledged negatively so you know it's good to get people know that y'all you still got a little something in the tank okay hey yeah and that's just (laughs) what it is and the other part and we did touch on it was that honest conversations on the not so pretty parts of marriages and relationships would help a lot of people navigate love mm-hmm. because one of the key issues in people um getting in relationships and them not lasting is they don't hear about the not so pretty aspects of it 
Right. This the same way with like, you know, pregnancy and childbirth. Most women are not prepared for postpartum depression because that's not the thing that they are constantly talking about when they talk about childbirth and having kids, mm-hmm. right? It's the joys of having kids. It's the joys of having kids. You're so blessed. Oh, my God. Pregnancy is a beautiful journey. And it almost makes you feel like when you do have those feelings that you're a bad person. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, we do need to have some honest conversations about marriage, about childbirth, about relationships, about ourselves. This is... It's, it's, it's really tough because I, I think if more people went out their way to express themselves and, and, and try to be more open about their feelings while they're in relationships, more relationships would last. You don't know how someone will react, will react to how you feel if you don't tell them how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have the, the hard conversations. And so now... You walking around with all this anxiety, stress, and whatever else inside you because you're not saying, hey, I'm depressed. It ain't you. Work fucking with me. After the baby, I still feel fat, you know, but I'm too depressed to get up and work out and eat right or whatever the case may be or whatever. Or your husband, Mm -hmm. like, I'm working so much. I'm tired. I'm just beat the fuck down. You know, I know we got bills, but I need a day off. I need a weekend off. You know, it it could turn into anything. It could turn into a staycation where y'all go check into a hotel and he make you feel sexy than a motherfucker and he gets some good night's rest and ain't got worried about getting up at 5 a.m. and punching the clock or whatever the case may be. But if you're not having the conversations about the not so pretty parts, you are only doing yourself harm because you will not be prepared when the not so pretty stuff happens. And I think that's where we get into this whole thing. And it's it's almost the reason why you really came up with this podcast is because <clears throat> marriage, relationships, it's it's really not a fairy tale. It's not. It's a lot of work. Um it's some it's some it's a lot of sunny days, but it's some thunderstorms. Yeah. But if you if if you put yourself in a position to be honest and be healthy in how you tackle the thunderstorms you will get back you will get to the rainbow and the sun will come back out but if you just try to bear the thunderstorm and put your umbrella up and don't do anything about it you're going to find yourself drowning yeah. and and then if marriage was supposed to be easy i mean we would all be married there'd be no divorces there'd be um there'd be no relationship hiccups ever <clears throat> like this is this is what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be work it's supposed to be um it's not supposed to always be good times. You know what I mean? There's things because that you... nothing in your life is always good times. Not yeah. parenting, not marriage, not work, you not, know, school, not school, not when you were a kid, not, not when you were a kid, not with friends, not with family, not with coworkers, not with your own health, not with your goddamn self. It shit happens. Yeah. Right. But have an honest conversation about it so that you can repair it so that you can fix it. Get on top of it. Don't. What's the this? I guess it's the best way to say this. And then we about to get up out of here. Be married. Don't let marriage beat the fuck up out of you. Mm -hmm. Don't let marriage beat you up. You can you can win in marriage. You can win in relationships as long as you are taking the steps to be healthy in them. Which is our next podcast. Our next topic is about communication. 
And I'm and we gonna drag some of y'all. <laughs> a dragon is coming. Because a lot of people don't know how to communicate healthily. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to say when something is bothering them. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to accept when their partner is telling them that something is bothering I, them. I could tell you for a long time, I, I, I didn't have that communication. And I'm... I, I still personally don't... I still feel like I'm I'm working on it and there's still some things that I can improve on as far as communication, but I do believe that I've come a long way um, from my times just as in my 20s and things of that nature. Um, but it's, it's one of those things you really have to put forth effort to. And it's not someone else's job to make you a communicator. Yeah. But we're going to get into that next time. And But before we go, I do want to validate you that you have come a long ways with how you communicate. And you are a much better communicator. And because of that, we do have a very, very solid relationship and foundation. Um, because I'm not beating thoughts and feelings out of you. Yeah. I'm not begging and pleading. I'm not nagging about it. You know, when something's bothering you, I get a, yeah, I didn't like that when you said that. I didn't like that. Don't I don't I don't want you to do that again or I feel like this or I feel like that. So yes, you are a lot better and you are constantly improving on it. Um but before we go, I just want to as always give a shout out to our listeners of this growing podcast. We are nothing without you. We do have um a review and uh, that's a good thing, but you know, shout out to the people that are listening who I have n- had no idea they were listening, but they're listening. Like my nail tech, shout out to Janiqua. Yeah, my um, Janiqua. And our friends and people that support us and fuck with us, shout out to Keys, Keys. him and Riley be listening. Yeah. <laughs> and so don't forget to go uh, to flawlessnoises.com and get check out the lineup of other great shows that we have. Such as Gay Side Stories, Mama Meets Pod, Ratchet Ramblings. Uh, you can listen to uh, older episodes of Crown and Collars as they work on rebranding. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are feeling generous, you can listen to, you can go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon. Starting at $5 a month, you get... Um, Brand new content such as The Portal, hosted by Mike and myself, uh, where we take a real deep dive into anime and manga. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's birth stories of black mamas, where you get to hear black women share their birth, their pregnancy and birth stories, good, bad, and everything in between. The Weekly Wind Down with Curtis and myself, Um, Bring It Back with Jeremy and Bianca, where they go and review um old school music and so we have a review and we got it in february but we didn't read it and it says love the show it's so relatable and very real and raw and that was from brie j and we have some five star ratings which is a good thing and uh also purchase some merchandise we now have flawless noises merchandise um, gay Side Story, Ratchet Ramblin', Mama Meets World, and Not So Newlywed merchandise. So we do have t t-shirt. Um, and it's quite adorable, honestly. Yeah. And so shirts, long sleeve shirt sleeves, sweaters. 
yeah if you want something custom we could get it to you uh we have short sleeve shirts in black and white um we have crew necks but it's summer take that hot shit off you embarrassing us uh that'll they'll be back for the fall and the winter um so yeah as always we thank you for listening we cannot wait to come back to you guys in two weeks with more not so new podcasts